Ah, the sounds of spring. Gives one hope, doesn't it? I recorded that bird song in the dark early hours of today as I walk my dog. It's been a long, cold winter, and pre-dawn bird song is like medicine right now. Welcome back into the book room. My name is John Deegan. Today, I'm just checking back in on an earlier episode to let you know that the European Parliament has indeed voted in favor of progressive new legislation encouraging and protecting professional content, including writing and publishing across all its member states. This is great news. The directive on copyright for the digital single market was passed today, Tuesday, March 26th, at a vote of the full European plenary in Brussels. A strong majority of 56% voted for the new copyright legislation with, it looks like members from, yes, all official parties in the union supporting the law. Those of us who've been following the remarkably complex meanderings of this new law as it made its way through the EU system watched this vote with some discomfort. The plenary debate started quite early my time, and while I was incredibly busy today, I found myself checking in with European colleagues on Twitter over and over again to get updates. Passage of the law was by no means guaranteed, and despite the firm majority in favor, Many of the loudest voices in this debate from the past few weeks have come from the anti-copyright camp. If that confuses you, let me explain. While copyright law is essential to a functioning economy for creative works like books, music, and film, and while most individual consumers and internet users really never have occasion to think or even care about copyright law, there is one particular place where copyright law is not at all popular, and that is Silicon Valley. The way the internet is currently designed and the way those few giant tech platforms like Google and Facebook and YouTube operate, concern for who owns what content and whether or not anyone's getting fairly paid for it when it shows up online is pretty far down the list of concerns. In fact, I doubt it actually makes the list for any of those companies. The European Copyright Directive takes note of that lack of concern. And so new rules have been included to require huge tech platforms to take more responsibility for the content they make freely available. Because even though that content looks free to the consumer, the platforms themselves are raking in gigantic profits, monetizing content through data collection and advertising. It's no secret these days that those of us actually creating and providing content that ends up on the internet cannot seem to profit from it ourselves. The money is being funneled elsewhere. Meanwhile, the list of the world's richest companies includes a bunch of so-called free culture platforms. Put plainly, the major Silicon Valley players hate the copyright directive. They see it for what it undoubtedly is, a precedent. Finally, There's a group of lawmakers who see behind the curtain and have made a real effort to share the online wealth, to regulate and require responsible behavior from online platforms. This new law promises new content licensing opportunities for authors and artists fenced off from the banquet created by their own hard work. The tech giants fought hard against the copyright directive using their now standard disinformation playbook. They spread rumors about the rules being a a new tax on consumers. They claimed it would censor the internet. Using the German Pirate Party as their loudspeaker, they tried to spread fear and uncertainty. And when it was clear the disinformation campaign might not be working, members of the European Parliament apparently received threatening emails saying their own Wikipedia pages would be altered if they dared to vote for the directive. I'm not sure how that's actually a threat, but it sounds like a threat. 
So here's to all those brave European lawmakers who stood strong against unrelenting pressure from the tech lobby. And yes, it's possible I'm right now raising a pint in honor and celebration. I believe this new European law is about to inspire an awakening amongst lawmakers all around the world. Yes, it is possible to demand more of the Googles and the YouTubes and the Facebooks. It is possible to protect and encourage your own domestic creative industries. One of the most common warnings repeated about laws like the Copyright Directive is that they will break the internet, render it useless and somehow unfree. Please note, you are listening to this podcast on the internet and you paid nothing for it. You're welcome and three cheers for copyright. You can access this podcast on either SoundCloud, Radio Public, Stitcher, the Apple Podcasts app, and of course, the Google Podcasts app. You can find individual episodes through my own website at jkdegan.com and at bookroompod on Twitter. Contact me by email at bookroom14 at yahoo.com. We'll talk again soon.